We're back. Late night edition. Well, not late night edition. Evening. But, yeah, evening edition. This is the little show for when you're eating dinner. Yeah. Everybody's off work. Probably on the couch. Maybe having a cocktail. Possibly. Possibly uh, Richie. Yeah. Episode 10. No Max Effect. J.R. Todd. Sean Langdon. And we got a guest here tonight. Richie Crampton. <laughs> oh, bud. We got Richie Crampton in the house. We got him here so we could talk to him about some cool things he's been up to lately. He's always up to cool things. No kidding. No, it's an honor to be on the show, man. Long time listener. Richie first time caller. <laughs> Richie Crampton. I feel honored. Yeah, I mean, I get. Well, I, I guess our first guest, JR had a, a couple guests uh, after. Like Andy. I said, that doesn't count. But, uh,. But yeah, so yeah, cool, cool thing. We got we got Richie here. Um, so, I mean, obviously, the big question that everybody's talking about the the or the the big thing is is Drag Week, the car that you had, you and Yanni Lindbergh. I mean, you got dude. This thing is the coolest car that we that we've seen, and you you call it the shit box of doom. <laughs> How'd you come up with that name? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't know if it's the coolest car out there, but. Um, the name just kind of come up naturally, of course, because it is pretty much a shit box. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I did drag week with that 57 Chevy last year. And uh, when Lindbergh and me decided to, you know, get together and try and do drag week this year and kind of try and put an exclamation point on it, it become the shitbox of doom. And, uh, no, we had a lot of fun. Drag week, the people that do drag week, those hardcore, you know, guys that work on their stuff and, and, and make them go from track to track and race them, like, it's it's pretty cool to be a part of it. So, um, we <laughs> we really enjoyed it. I mean, you guys had some late hours, though. Yeah, I didn't even know that you guys were going for, for sure. I guess that's why I didn't know, because nobody could hear from you, because you're working all damn night. Yeah, well, so we started talking about, you know, putting the noon and billet hemi in the thing probably back in January or February. And uh, we, you know, we had talked about it in the past with Jamie and Renee Noonan and, and they were kind of into the whole concept of what we were trying to do. But there was a lot of issues that we had to figure out, like how we're going to make it drive down the road, which we did on EFI, of course. And also the ignition system on the road was one of the other challenges that we had to uh, figure out. But luckily Dave Leahy at uh, Electromotion helped us with all that stuff. But we we got so busy with our NHRA stuff and, and of course our regular jobs and regular lives and and Johnny went back to Europe and stuff and um, there just was a lot of things that made it to a point where we were just behind the eight ball trying to get that car done in time and and it kind of cost us in the end because we went down there unprepared but uh, we still had a good time and put a decent number on the scoreboard. I thought so at six ninety eight two oh seven that's pretty uh pretty badass like how heavy do you think the car is. <clears throat> That's a hard question to answer, but last year with me in it with the Turbo LS motor, it was 3,220 pounds, which is pretty good Damn. for that car. Um, <laughs> but now, you know, that screw blower and the Lanco transmission and, and all the other stuff that we put on the thing, uh, gear vendor overdrive, that, that's got to have added another 300 pounds to the car. So it's got to be somewhere around 35, 3,600 pounds, I think. So... Um, to go 207 miles an hour in it, and Lindbergh assures me that there's plenty more power to uh, to dip into there to try and get it to go a little better. It, it was pretty cool to you know see 200 get on the scoreboard. So how fast do you think it'll go if you guys uncorked it <laughs> and just let the thing eat? What do you think it'd go? 
I don't know, man. Like, honestly, it's certified to run 650 as far as spec goes on the chassis. And, and you start getting into some weight issues on, on what spec you can actually, um, you know, try and run a little faster than 650. Um, but as far as mile per hour, you know, I, I don't know. You know, Lindbergh, the stuff he's done, you know, his alcohol funny car goes over 270 all the time. and uh, Or a lot of the time, anyhow. And... and um, I don't know. I don't know. He he drove it. I haven't driven it at 200 plus. He he drove it there in Charlotte when it made that good run, and he said it felt pretty good. So I mean, it I'm felt not sure stable. The, he, it handled pretty well. Or it's was like it driving well, a toaster down the track? You're right. talking to the wild Swede, Johnny Lindbergh. You know, so I don't know. He said it was good. There's gonna got to be a stopping point as to you know how fast we can try and make that thing go. But I, I'd like to think we can go low sixes at you know maybe 220. Like what has to change as far as the the chassis spec? to go quicker than 650 than what you have now i gotta look into that because right now it's 25 3b which is um uh 650 no heavier than 3500 pounds or something like that so i think it gets to a point where you can add all the bars you want to the car for spec and and i should know this being that kind of that's what we do at lucas fab all day every day but i don't know off the top of my head but um it, it might just be a matter of you know we have to get the car under a certain weight to and add those particular bars to make it more similar to a pro mod chassis and uh just kind of see where it goes from there yeah i'm excited for next year for already i mean you're gonna go back and try again right i think we are i mean it, we had so much fun and you know even if we didn't do it at this level you know johnny and myself um and all of his friends that ship their car over from sweden and everyone we know like drag week is so cool for a car guy and, and particularly a drag racer that i'm going to do it every year but yeah we absolutely <laughs> plan on teaming up with noon and again and really trying to get after it next year and, and finishing the whole week because let's keep in mind we didn't we didn't do what those hardcore drag week guys do we only did a couple days we were kind of a flash in the pan and uh we're gonna try and do it right next year so what would you what would it take for you to get the car to an nhra race <laughs> maybe run some top sportsmen uh that's a great question um we and we joked about taking it to St. Louis this weekend since it's all kind of I don't think you should joke piece, about but, that. Uh, I, I that was a serious question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll work on it. If but, you brought uh, that to an NHRA race, I mean it would it would put all the pro mods out. I mean everybody loves watching pro mods, but it put them all out of the out of the way out there. You don't, don't even know, have to man. race it. Just take it. Like put a does that have a back seat? Is there a bench seat? No, there's not a lot of room back there. Well, you need at least another seat. Then the three of us could just roll on the track like that every day. <laughs> Dude, we can do ride-alongs. It does have a passenger seat, of I course. mean, yeah. what cool way to have, like, a radio contest winner. I mean, rather than get into some rental car going down the track at 85 miles an hour, <laughs> hop in the shitbox of doom. Yeah. I just would like to get in there and fire the thing up. It sounds badass. Dude, it looks badass. It's pretty cool. Here in a you know, blown alcohol car that you would normally hear with zoomies on it with collector style headers. Right. It, the thing sounds, you know, all it's got a sound all of its own, but it's fine. And you guys are rolling down the freeway. <laughs> you guys had headsets on. Yeah, and I, at first I I was thinking like, I don't know, Lindbergh, I don't think we need, you know, headsets and microphones <laughs> to talk to each other because I, you know, I did it last year and that thing was pretty much open headers last year, but man, uh, for about the last ten miles driving on the highway into Zmax, I took mine off and thought I'd be Mister Cool, and it was okay. And then I got out when we finally got there to Charlotte, <laughs> and I could still hear the ringing. But uh, <laughs> by all accounts, everyone that was following us down the road says it wasn't terribly loud from 
the other lanes on the interstate that were you know the cars that were following us but in that car it just resonated it was it was pretty pretty loud but uh we we shoved some mufflers in there but they didn't do a lot <laughs> what was the reaction driving down the freeway from from people that you were passing you or you were passing it was a absolute 50 percent they either loved it <laughs> or absolutely <laughs> hated it so uh there was people that just were like looking at you like you're driving a spaceship on the highway like <laughs> what is that why are you on the road with that get out of my way and get it away from me and then there was other people taking pictures and thumbs up and and kind of cheering at us so that that's kind of the fun part you know I, I keep telling everyone you know we get to go to each of those tracks during drag week and race the car but driving them from place to place with the people that you're on the road with. Um, so you had multiple vehicles following you to all the races? Yeah. Well, typically the whole group will do the hot rod, will give you the route to the next track. So it's never a straight route from place to place. You'll always go through little towns and gas stations. And that's that's kind of like the fun part for me. I rode with, uh, you know, we, we, we did our trip this year with Walt Herr, who a lot of people would remember from, Man, he worked for Prudhomme and everyone out here for a long time, and he's got a really bitchin' uh, 69 Camaro that probably could have won, in my opinion, probably could have won his his category. Um, and, and Larry Dixon was supposed to be riding with us too, but he, he uh, he's a drag week guy, but he didn't get to make it down with us this year. But, but driving down the road with other cars kind of helps you fade away into that group of right, right, gnarly right. cars as well, which helps a little. But when you're on your own, definitely uh, you get some weird looks. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine, like, if you're rolling down the highway and you see, like, a group of badass hot rods rolling, one's got a blown top alcohol <laughs> funny car motor in it, like, I'm going to follow them and see where the hell they're going. Absolutely. I'm going wherever they're going. Right. Hell yeah. Because some cool shit's about to go down. So what all, what are all the tracks that you ended up going to? So this year's tracks were, uh, it, it started and finished in Atlanta, you know, Commerce. Second day was Darlington, South Carolina. Third day was Charlotte, Z-Max. Um, Bristol was the fourth day and then everyone returned back to Atlanta for the final day, which, you know, a lot of people like ourselves, you know, you, you would trailer your car to that first track. So from that point of view, you got to return back to that track to get right. your trailer and head back to wherever you're from. But, um, so it's good. Like, obviously we made some good runs and we were able to do it at Charlotte. So that's a really good racetrack to try and make a 3,600 pound car go over 200, now, you know, in, in the older years, I think that, you know, in the past, the guys were way more hardcore because they'd race at maybe lesser tracks that we yeah. don't go to with our NHRA Mellow Yellow Series. So, um, and we, it looks like next year we might see a little bit of that going to Atco and some stuff like that where I, I just don't know if you'll be able to run real good in the middle, you know, late summer, questionable tracks. And I think that's what kind of makes it interesting. Yeah, for sure, man. That's where I'd have Lindbergh driving again, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So if he's dented up or anything, then it's his fault. Yeah, I, I'm worried about the car. Just uh, I kept telling him, man, just uh, be careful, dude. We don't know what this thing's going to do. And, uh, he was just loving it. Dude, I thought the funny part, you were telling me uh, going down the highway about how hot the transmission was in that thing. Mm-hmm. You guys are wearing shorts and whatever, then... You know, it's got a shift tower like a alcohol drags or an alcohol, you know, a pro mod basically. You're shifting gears and all that. And then you say that plug it in the gear or pull it out of gear like it shot fluid on the Lindbergh and burn him. <laughs> yeah, we uh evidently there's an O ring inside the shift tower that was kind of allowing the 
the oil inside the Lenko to get up into that black shift tower kind of area where the air goes in and it exhausts out when you shift it right. you know, out of gear. So um, it would fill up with hot oil and we, we had a heat gun. It was about 210, <laughs> the transmission temperature on the Lenko. And so when I would, you know, coming up to a traffic light or whatever, I'd pull the Lenko air shift buttons out to downshift basically and it would exhaust normally just co2 but in this instance it was shooting hot 200 degree oil (laughs) over the passenger's legs and we were both wearing shorts so uh it took us a minute to get it figured out but um Lindbergh came up with a bolt at a gas station that we we screwed into the vent of that lenko shift tower to kind (laughs) of keep the oil in there but that's the fun stuff you know just uh winging it so how much power do you think that thing had going down the freeway when you're driving it I don't know. So being, it, w- it was naturally aspirated, 521 cubic inches. The thing has like 11 and a half to one compression. Um, obviously a blown alcohol camshaft, which probably isn't the most efficient thing for a naturally aspirated motor, yeah. but it had tons of power. It probably had, I, w- I would guess, still had five to 600 horsepower. Yeah, um, you run on pump gas, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we'll put 93 <laughs> yes. octane in it. We, we went down there with the mindset that we're going to run on E85 because I had this idea in my mind that it would run cooler. That's kind of what I'd heard. And we didn't know how hot this Hemi was going to get uh, driving down the road, but we couldn't get E85 in commerce or anywhere around there. So we ended up getting with the Holly guys and, and some guys at Noonan, and we put a tune-up in the holly dominator thing and just run it on pump gas and it worked really good <laughs> that's badass man <laughs> how cool is that shit that's way cool it's fun no shit man so you not only do you race a the shit box of doom you race a top field dragster and you still work for morgan lucas at lucas oil fab yeah when the hell do you sleep and you got two kids on top of that. Yeah, man. I got the best wife in the world and my kids. <laughs> the one man, that was I... flipping you off with the emoji earlier? <laughs> that was meant with a little love, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> no. It, it, you know how it is. You're uh, when you When you say it like that, that's a lot to handle, but you just kind of work through it all, I guess. But we've got a busy week at the shop, you know, putting a new body on Scott Palmer's top fuel drags. We saw him rip that off in the second round at reading yeah sunday so uh now what was that that was that it looked like it started try to peel the whole cowl off as well yeah or it was, was it just a side panel it, it, you'll see that when it starts with one of those lower side panels if it tears one of those off it, it kind of makes its way up and rips the cowl off i'd never seen it do what it did to scott where it laid it over the windshield and he couldn't see and stuff oh, that shoot. was pretty uh <laughs> that was pretty cool and it looked like he got into the wall briefly he didn't touch the wall he did a great job kind of just driving it blind oh, wow. um so no damage to the car didn't hit the wing or the headers or the feedlocks or nothing but but yeah it just peeled that body off of there so yeah. was it one of the lightweight bodies is that it was a carbon fiber body it's probably you know a few seasons old now but um we, uh, there's definitely lighter bodies than that out there. Oh, okay. But, but, yeah, I think this thing maybe shook a Zeus button out or did something silly down there at the finish line, and that's yeah. what happens. So I remember when you guys were at AJ's, like, you had your normal carbon body that you ran during the year, then, like, you had the super lightweight shit that you ran in the countdown, right? The hush-hush. Yeah, like, you wouldn't want to run that all season long because it ain't going to hold up, right? It's it's pretty flimsy. Right. I mean, it, it was surprisingly for how thin it was, it was very durable, 
where you're putting it on, you're thinking there's no way this is going to stay on. It's like paper. Yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> you pick it up with two fingers type of thing, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, it it it, it worked. I'd and, I mean, say it, so. Yeah, it it, uh, it stayed on. So uh, we got a question, um, or well, not really a question, but uh, someone had asked, uh, they need the shitbox of Doom shirts. Where do they get the T-shirts? So we closed out the first... Uh, orders Sunday, this past Sunday night and we're filling those orders right now. We're going to reopen the you know the ordering on on Johnny Lindbergh and mine's social media accounts uh, probably next week to get that next batch going. But for now, we've probably got a little more than we can stay on top of being that he and I both have to race St. Louis this weekend and go to process all the orders from all the awesome people that have already ordered t-shirts from all over the world. And I think that's what's really cool is that Johnny has such a big following in Europe, of course, for obvious reasons, and and I got a pretty decent following from Australia. So we're having to ship a lot of these overseas, and as well as a ton here in the U.S. So we're pretty busy trying to get what we've got out the door, and then uh, we'll reopen it. We'll probably do some hoodies and and long sleeve t-shirts and some other stuff next time as well. So stay tuned, and we'll uh, we'll we'll put it on. Lindbergh and mine's social sites when the when the stores open again. So they just go right to your social site, tell you what size. Yeah, it's the Shopify account thing, man. It's really cool that it pretty much handles all that stuff to where the you know the customer can select the size, quantities, punch in the address, pay, Perfect. and then uh, we just get the information and and try and get the stuff sent off as quickly as we can. Dude, that's when you know you got a badass car when you sell out of shirts within like, the first week. Right, <laughs> exactly. I tell you, our funny car shit ain't selling out in the first week. Does it? Yeah, where do we even sell shirts? <laughs> get asked that all the time. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe I'll get one of those Shopify accounts and start dealing out of here. Well, we need to do something. Because I get a lot of people asking me, they're like, hey, you think you can get me one of them Sean Langdon t-shirts? I said, yeah, it'd be nice if I could get a Sean Lennon t-shirt. <laughs> you tell me where they're if at. I, if I want one, I got to go to the Nitro Mall and go and buy one. I bought one. I got one. Did you even get a discount? No, I just paid. I'm happy to pay. But Well, yeah, you got to pay. They're not yeah. free, but I think you get a discount. Yeah. I, well, well, I bought I a Bounty think. Hunter hoodie, too, which was pretty cool. But Yeah, I want one of those yeah. still. Yeah. Getting into hoodie season, I'm going to have to get one. Mm-hmm. It's about that time. We need to, Actually, we need to come up with some Nomex Effect hoodies. I need that for the the winter time. Maybe some beanies. Maybe some beanies, dude. We need beanies. I like that. Beanies are always good for like the Vegas race and Pomona at the end of the year. Yeah, because Vegas always cold as shit. Right and here, oh, yeah. uh, November through March, <laughs> April, <laughs> May. Phoenix test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cold as shit. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah! So, uh, so let's talk a little about Reading. Redding, man, I was a little sketched out before we got to Redding. We had that damn hurricane rolling up the East Coast. Like It rains on its own in Redding every year. Right. NHRA, the geniuses that they are, moved it up, what, like two or three weeks this year? Yeah. Brilliant. Like Got it in. No rain. So did you happen to go through any of the hurricane stuff or anything like that? Oh, for sure, yeah. So when we were in Atlanta, um, you know, we, we got there on the Sunday – prior to, to drag week and by by monday morning we heard it was you know it was coming and it was going to be bad and maybe we shouldn't do any of it so yeah it, 
it ended up affecting those guys that did Darlington. We skipped that day, so that's why we're not as hardcore as those guys. But yeah, but yeah it definitely rained a lot on, on, on everyone down there in that part of the country. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought for sure we were going to be in trouble at least one day, and we were good to go. It rained a little bit Friday morning. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it just, wasn't even rain. Just a little mist. Right. I think the, the main problem that they had was when the sun came out, and then the water started coming up through the track. Right, because it rained Thursday, right? Correct, yeah. So I think that was their big problem that, that whole weekend was uh, just when the sun was coming out, just that water was coming up. But that's kind of a standard problem that they have yes. every year whenever. Yeah, we, I feel like in years past, it's rained like that. Like you've seen top fuel cars go down through there, and it's almost like a rooster tail of water yeah. <laughs> behind them. Yeah no, yeah, no shit. So yeah, so we got a, we got a back-to-back winner in the house. How awesome is that, man? Dude, back-to-back indies, you know, and then to follow it up and put an exclamation point on it and win the next race in Reading, like, really? And then take over the point lead. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, if I would have known that he was going to get on this much of a heater, I would have taken NHRA's 13-to-1 odds on you in the beginning of the year. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I saw they put out another odds thing once the countdown started. They changed those odds. What'd they move you up to? It's, I think, like, eight or nine to one. Lots still of improvement? Yeah, bet. it's still be- it's better, but whatever. <laughs> I like being, like, 14 to one, wherever the hell we were. No shit. Especially- we, actually, it wasn't even that it was, like, you and I, 14 to one. Like, we were the field. Oh, that's oh. right. We didn't, we didn't make it. We were the field? Yeah. What were do you do you remember what you I, were? I don't look. I never looked. I I'm sure I wasn't on the radar, but that's okay. Oh, well, we can't, we you can't ask this guy. He's got a job. He works all day. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't day. have time to look at that kind of he, shit. He works on top field dragsters till six o'clock. Right. And then he works on ship box of doom until two a.m. Hey, and I get to do a Nomex effect episode too. I'm just glad you could squeeze us in. <laughs> Yeah, we had to like call his agent. Been working on this for weeks. Yeah, yeah with his yeah, his people got with our people and shit worked out finally. Yeah, but so, Redding crushed him all day long. The car ran good. He drove like a maniac too. Yeah, no shit. You were cutting better lights than top fuel guys. I had a one fifty one first round. Well, you had some. Well, that was that was an unusual <laughs> situation with Tasker rolling through. Yeah, the yeah, it was odd. I don't know what happened yeah. there, but yeah, like the, the, I wonder, if, did his brakes fail? Did he ever say anything? Well, it, someone mentioned that, but he pre-staged. It's almost like you know, like when you step off the pedal and uh, the clutch system isn't armed, like sees all the levers when you step off the pedal. It yeah, kind of sound like that. What happens? Like, uh, like you ain't holding that with the brake. Yeah. Well, it was, that's unfortunate for him. Yeah, it Not worked for out for, for us. I was excited to see the wind light come on. It's that one lucky round, right? I mean, yeah, I for, still ran good. Right, for sure. Then we were fortunate enough that Mike Smith beat Courtney first round. That's who we had second round. That's right, yeah. So you had the 16 qualifier. Yes, yes. And once... uh. Once I heard that she lost first round, I'm like, oh man, like we could make up some ground now. This, yeah, exactly, and that's and that's how it has to go. Is in the countdown, you have to capitalize. Yes, and, and you know, speaking of capitalizing, I don't know where he started. Tenth, maybe. Like Wilkerson, like did himself some good in the countdown. Absolutely, he did. Other than winning the race, like he did everything that he had to do. Like he qualified second, I think. 
So he got some bonus points there qualifying and then, you know, went went to the final. Like he like he even said, like, I gotta be aggressive from here on out, which he did. Well yeah, I'd say what what did he end up qualifying with? Like a three ninety one? I think so. Yeah. He was ripping. His car has run good the last couple races. Dude, he yeah, I mean he even ran he ran very well in the beginning of the year. Or I'm sorry, qualified very well in the beginning of the year. And then it just kinda seemed like on race day it was just kind of hit or miss, but they seem like they found the groove on race day where, I mean, it's starting to make runs and, and competing and, I mean, not just making laps down the track, but, like, kind of setting the standard some of the runs. Right, yeah, he's not going out there and beating himself, and he's qualifying a lot better now, and that's basically what you got to do to set yourself up good for Sunday, which we we really didn't. I feel like our car should have run a lot better than what it, it – first, like, qualifying doesn't tell the story of – where we ended up our stuff was running really good not really good friday night it should have run better than what it did the clutch system stopped working so the clutch stopped put a couple holes out and i'm like what the hell is going on by that time like blew the rods out of it so when my face bounced off the steering wheel i should have shut it off <laughs> but i didn't <laughs> right and caused a bunch of work for the guys then we bounced back q3 Ran really well, got three points, and then Q4 was running good, put two holes out, should have shut off again, but it still made a decent run, but it blew up again. Then it broke the rear tree. Yeah, check this out. So it blows the rods out. It's on fire. Stop. They lift the body up, like sitting there a minute. The puke tank explodes. Boom! Like, what the hell was that? Well, it hit the body, comes back down, and breaks the rear tree. So we had to have Mr. Craftsman come over and hook us up Saturday night. Yeah, so not only does he drive the shitbox of doom. <laughs> he does everything. Dude, he does it all. Uh, dude, I, I mean, mess awesome. everything up. Don't worry. Just let me have at it. I'll mess it all up. We actually have a, a question for Richie. Um, they want to know what's in your red solo cup. Uh, water. What? <laughs> it is. High, a, it's a, it's a mix of water. H2O. It looks like apple juice. <laughs> <laughs> the HR would be happy. Put it that way. So, uh, yeah. Rebellus wants to see the uh, shitbox do a burnout. Dude, that burnout that Lindbergh did in Charlotte was awesome. I just like alcohol, funny car burnouts. You know, he's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Rev it up and pop the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, well, so uh, I know, actually, I think Johnny's working on the car right now back at his shop here in Brownsburg. So, we're talking about taking it out here to uh, to uh, the, the track here on the Wednesday night street deal in, in Indy tomorrow night. and. Oh boy. Um, believe it or not, I, I need to get my license for that kind of car. So um, I'm talking about making some runs. And I know he wants to make another run and really pour the coals to it. So um, tomorrow night, there could be some more stuff online. What are you the doing old, tomorrow? The old shitbox. I think I might be going to Lucas Oil Raceway. Yeah. <laughs> I might go check it out. We might have to go do some. Uh, they will Facebook Live it. Do We might have to go Facebook Live. We might have to do some like recon, TMZ, investigative. I mean. We could go back to Redding on this. We could show some people how to do some stuff at the racetrack, mm, social think... media-wise. Yeah, thanks for keeping up that end of things, too, boys. Uh, I'm sorry? No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really didn't hear what you said. I was just saying that the, the Nomex effect, we're really on top of keeping the social media posts out yeah, there yeah, in Reading. Yeah, yeah, our journalists, they try and stay on top of things, I feel like. Yeah, though, our staff, like, we, you know, we talked with our staff about this, and 
they knew the situation and they wanted to help NHRA. Some people might not know what you're talking about, the situation. Okay, so the situation was uh, we were in Reading last weekend. First race of the countdown. The first race of the countdown. Our playoff. The playoffs. Pretty important race. Pretty important race. That's a fact. So if you're watching football, basketball, baseball, baseball, hockey, soccer, NASCAR, anything that's a sport that has a playoff system, what's the one thing that you try to do? You promote it. Yes. Yes. I saw all week long them promoting the NASCAR race in Vegas. You know why? Because they're doing their job. It was the first race of their playoff. Yes. So what do you do when when the playoffs come? You promote it. (laughs) And then when you go to the race, you tell everybody about it. You do social media. You make it so obnoxious that you're sick of seeing it. Monday morning, when I go onto my Instagram feed, it's so cluttered with PGA and NASCAR because they're they, they're flooding everything right. that I almost want to unfollow it because it's get it's like so ridiculous. I mean, I could tell you 120 players from PGA because I keep scrolling for like 15 freaking minutes. I'm rolling through PGA players of how every guy shot, and I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I I've, I've already seen enough. It gets to that point, but the point being that when you go to the when you go to the first race of the countdown. I mean, this is this is an important deal, right? I would think so. I mean, if not, why do we even have a playoff? Why Correct. don't just fall in line with other events? So, so in 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 the midst of all this, there's a little bit of weather coming in. You have a little bit of hurricane, possibly, possibly. Okay. So, in the middle of the week, all of the teams were informed from an NHRA employee that put out a mass text that they're monitoring the wa- the weather. They're going to keep us updated on everything that's going on. Great. That's perfect. Appreciate the communication. (laughs) Right? So when you show up because you think, okay, weather's looking better. We're going to go to the race. We're going to continue on status quo as planned. But then they got no photographers there from NHRA. They got no social media there from NHRA. I'm going to stop you for one second. We had a meeting that that one of our staffers took the meeting minutes on. At Indy. At Indy. During that meeting, we were told how important social media is. This is the new wave. This is this is the next step. This is how you get your sport out. Like this I almost took important. it that it's just as maybe more important than TV. 100%. Continue on. Okay. <laughs> so – when we go to the first playoff race, if this is what you're preaching at your meeting, why the hell do you tell your photographers and your social media people, staff, not to come to the race because they're going to try to save money and there's potential weather coming? Take the weekend off. Take the weekend off. Well, you know, but kind of take the weekend off because their social media was still a little bit active. Yes. That they were utilizing from some of the teams. They asked the other teams to help out. So basically, social media-wise, on NHRA's account, I saw a lot of DSR and JFR. Correct? Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So my question about this whole thing, if NHRA is trying to do the best thing, 
and they want to keep an eye on the weather, and we're going to let you guys know. But we feel that it's good for you guys to go. The racers. The racers. We're going to send, and I believe from top field down to sportsmen, there's probably maybe 300 racers entries, entrance into the race, and you guys should go to the race. We're going to continue on. But we're gonna we're not gonna send our people there. None of the board members, none of the social media, none of the photographers, because there might be bad weather coming. So we're gonna save money. No, they already had flights. Yeah, so it's not even saving money. They already had flights. So why? So we're gonna save money, keep our people here, but we're gonna send the other three hundred people to the race, and you guys just go well. You guys just go figure it out. You guys tough it out. Hopefully it won't rain for you, though. We're going to save <laughs> it's a money. a bonus if you get the race. Yeah, we're going to save money and not send our people because we think it's going to have bad weather all weekend. But we're going to send every every other damn person out there so you guys can go figure it out. Yes. I mean, that is not doing a good thing for the sport. Now, on the flip side of that, like we had talked about, what do you do when it rains? You do even more. You get more active on social media. Okay, exactly. Maybe come in the lounge or hospitality. Let's do a sit down with you idiots and like get to know you, get to know things. Like, how are you feeling about the countdown, this and that, whatever. Do some one-on-one type stuff. That's your prime time opportunity to do that. That's the time that you would go out and you would want to get all of the individual drivers talking about the countdown, talking about, I mean, these are, these are your, your advertisements and in, in your commercials that you can start doing and your, you know, all of the, uh, your, your playoff intros Maybe come up with some cool video for the next race going into St. Louis or going into Dallas or Charlotte of, you know, have the drivers talking, you know, and we talked about this. Right. And and like Willie said, I was curious why Joe wasn't there. It's the same the same story. They didn't. There was one. What's their their title? Trackside announcer. Yeah. Loans. He was the only one there. Right. Usually there's three or four of them. Right. So why would you go into the first race of the countdown and completely half-ass it, try to save your company money by not sending the right staff out there, but send everybody else out there to potentially waste their money because you think that it's going to rain? How much money do you think was saved? Not, I mean, you're talking pennies on the dollar. You're talking a company that could potentially, I don't know what, you got to look at their tax returns. They gross what fifty? They're 60, out there seventy million. I don't want to look at them. Okay, you but, know when I really got mad about this whole situation was Sunday driver intros when we got to take those pictures for the countdown. I didn't. Oh, too I'm, soon, I'm, too I'm, soon, bro. I'm sorry, Thanks, dude. I forgot you're over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Richie got. Yeah, we need to start asking Richie more questions. He, he's he's a little quiet. He's listening. But okay, everybody get together and take a picture. No one was there to take pictures. Because they didn't send anybody out there. Joe Costello wasn't backstage interviewing people like he does every week. They didn't have the, the trackside uh, pit tours with Joe Costello. Correct. None of that either. I mean... And that place was packed. Uh, yeah. I, I think I heard him. Yeah, it's, I think it was Moto. Okay. Was it Moto? Okay, well, I take that back. I apologize. I'm sorry, POTUS. Maybe one day. <laughs> but yeah, Do so... You think Glenn's watching? That, POTUS watches. Oh, yeah. See, if he doesn't, I, people report back to him. We, we're we're pretty sure that they watch. I saw one of them check in a minute ago. Yeah, we can't name names, but yeah, we're we're pretty, uh, we're we're pretty sure that they watch. But I th- I think nobody can talk about that they watch. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So I mean, I 
I don't know. What do you think, Richie? I mean, yeah, okay. An, let's, here, here's an interesting stat: No Max Effect houses the same amount of social media people that NHRA does. Wow, that yeah. that is a fact. Yeah, and that's that's two. By the way, <laughs> dose for, for for the the people that don't know, um, NHRA has two. No Max Effect has two, and we're on a pretty tight budget. We we're on a very tight budget, but we can afford to still go to the races and send all of our staff to do all of <laughs> right. Yeah, the, the, their their phone bills are current. Like everything's paid up on, and yeah, like, uh. yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm gonna get mad. I, I don't get this, <laughs> no. Richie. Give me, give when you me. lay when you lay it all out in front of us like that, it's really hard to understand. But um, you got to believe that there's some bigger idea that. You know, like so, you said, if it rains, well, and it's rain delays or we get a qualifying session and then we don't, our on-track footage, our on-track activity stops. And, yeah, that's absolutely a time where you come and do pieces with the drivers, the crew chiefs, the crew guys, the sponsors, whoever. There's a ton of stuff you can still do even when it's raining. So I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I didn't hear all the ins and outs of that whole thing about who was and wasn't there but it's kind of uh i mean i never heard heard for sure it's redding too like redding is a it's a big race that part of the country love drag racing and yeah the redding race in the countdown i'm not sure a lot of history there yeah right east coast races like don't need promoted because people show up like in packs oh dude it's it's crazy i i mean when i was down in alabama going to that that race in uh where where was it a couple weeks ago like i think it was woodstockers holiday raceway but there's like people from the the bleachers to the finish line and they back their trucks up and they put lawn chairs in the back and you see them they got them big old yeti coolers in the back and they're just sitting just watching drag race and drinking beer man is it like the the coolest thing ever yeah right it's almost like going back in time when you go to those type races dude it's awesome but yeah so i don't know man it's just it's pretty crazy hmm I was with one of you. Maybe it was with you. We at the yeah, we were at the airport during NASCAR Media Day. They were oh. doing the burnouts and all that cool shit Shutting on the Las the Vegas strip. strip. They got emojis. Yeah, yeah, like all the drivers are in one big room doing one on ones and this and that. Like, if Reading is isn't the right place for the first race of the countdown, well, let's go somewhere that is that has like a big media market. Yeah, where we can pump the shit out of it, dude. I mean. You're, I mean, how do you fix it? That's a problem. What do you, what do you do? Where do you go? Where do you, I mean. It doesn't seem like it should be that difficult. I mean, obviously we can't go to Vegas because NASCAR is there. Yeah. But we race at 23 other places, right? 22. There's a lot of races. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we have uh, 20, 24 events. I mean, we run, uh, what, Charlotte, Vegas, Pomona. Yeah, okay, Rebellus has a good point. I've been saying this. Indy is our biggest race, but it's technically not because they just treat it like a normal event. It pays right. more money. Okay, well, here, yeah. answer me this. You won Indy and you won Ready. Here we go. <clears throat> so when you won Indy, what what kind of exposure did you get for your brand? Um. So Jim Leo, I think he's on here watching, he's like, hey, man, could you bring that little trophy that you got for winning Indy into the gym here at Pit Fit? Yeah, that's cool. 
and he, like he like took a picture of it and put it on his Instagram page of Pit Fits, and that was about the extent of that. So okay, so what what did you get for Indy? No, that was for Indy. Oh, I'm sorry for Reading. But no, nothing. So yeah, doing the no. Oh, I, actually, I take that back. But I think Joseph might have set this up. I did a TV interview downtown today. Oh, okay. So I mean, so yeah, from from Coletta. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, oh, you you mean from who we race for? Right. No. no. There's been no national media. No, I mean, no press conferences, no media tours. Dude, just stop it. You know, on winning Indy, you've won it. I've won it. He, it's awesome. You win Indy. You look at someone that wins the Indy 500. They kiss the bricks. They drink the milk. Like it's a big deal. And there's kind of like a, you know, when you win it, there's something special that you do that says you won Indy. Yeah. So in drag racing, I don't know why. It's awesome to go down in the history books to have won Indy. Right. You all agree. You. Just, talk to people that haven't won Indy but won championships. They wanted to win Indy in Top Fuel or Funny Car or Pro Stock. But what makes Indy special to us outside of the fact that it's awesome to win it? There's no real – you don't fly to New York like you just won the Indy 500. You don't take the board Warner Trophy back to your hometown – Right. Which, you know, I can remember Takuma Sato taking the, the Borg Warner back to Japan or, you know, like it's a big deal. But for for us, and I'm not saying we can do that to that level, but um, apart from winning Indy and going down in the history books, there's nothing like major about it being the jewel of the 24 race series, if, if you know what I mean. I feel like, though, back in the day when snake and all those guys were winning indy that if we had the type of media that we do now back then like they it would have been a big deal like they had been going and doing that type of shit right i I believe so yeah i mean i i think that i mean it's it's the the history that makes indy the the greatest race but what does that do for the driver for the team in this day and age i mean aside from you get you get the trophy and you get the points that that come with it, right? You know, it's like I, I think that that's that's something that that you can utilize as an organization, as a team, as an individual uh, driver for your brand. That you won Indy, like right. if you don't win the championship, Indy is the second best thing. So the championship, you know, there's five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, you get you get media, you get you know, you do all this championship stuff. You have. You get a ring, you get, you know, but... Do, th- do you get a ring? I got one, but I thought it was because I won the 60th, and it was... An no, 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 for the championship. I'm sorry, for the I'm championship. S- okay, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. well, yeah, see, you got you got a, a good thing. You got a, a, a ring for the, the 60th, but I, th- I think that there's got to be uh, there's got to be more hype leading into the race. I think you got to build it up. You got to do these press conferences. I mean, uh, for instance, like, I, I'm, I'm almost damn obsessed with this next UFC fight coming up. And there's Conor McGregor and this Russian dude that I can't say his name. <laughs> but I'm watching YouTube videos on this. I'm watching. They got a press conference in two days that I absolutely cannot <laughs> wait for. Because the last time Conor did a, a press conference. You know the, he's going to do something. With him and, and McGregor. I mean, this is this is the time that, that you pump this stuff up. I mean, I, 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 I watch UFC, you know, sometimes throughout the year. A lot of the weekends we're gone racing. But, like, this, the, the, the weekend that they're fighting, like, 
I'm going to go to a bar and I, or I'm going to go to yeah. a restaurant somewhere that's showing this thing. Cause I, I, I got to watch this. I mean, it's, a, right. it's, a, it's a great, it's a great event, but I think that you got it. You got to build this up. I mean, you got to get like what Conor McGregor's doing at these press conferences when he's coming in and, and just blasting off all this crazy stuff. I mean, I mean, hell put Steve Torrance in one. He's talking about pissing on everybody <laughs> last weekend. I mean, this, this guy wins a race and he says, he says, I'm not here to make friends piss on them all. I mean, goddamn, I got to I got to wear a freaking poncho next week. And when I go to St. Louis, dude, so this guy don't piss on me. <laughs> I didn't realize it until I watched the race last night. We've been bitching all year that we can't get any interviews or anything like that. He's declining interviews like don't talk to me until I win the race. He didn't say unless I win. He said until I win. Don't come near me. That's insane. Because he almost got picked off round two by Salinas with an 85 light. Like, you shouldn't – he's got a great car. I mean, you got, you got, you got to give him that. Like, Hogan's, Hogan's got this yeah, thing I down. I think he's been dialed in yeah, all year. Heck yeah, great team. He's got a great team. He rises it's, to the it's occasion, a team chemistry too. thing. Yeah, you, you got a team that's been together for a long time, and we all know, you know, that, that pays dividends. But, man, I mean – but uh, I guess get, – okay – Getting off, off on point. that, yeah, we're getting off the point. But you go to you go to a, a press conference, mm-hmm. and I mean, think about if you got a room with ten top fuel drivers and ten funny car drivers, and you start getting on a rant about the the playoffs, and you get and you're talking about yeah. the races, and 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 some and something like that comes up, and he says, "I ain't here to make friends, piss yes. on piss on yeah. everybody." Yes. You're probably going to get a big reaction from a lot of people in there. Give them all microphones so they can all talk. Right. So these these are ways that I think that you you drum up. Okay, now you got maybe somebody takes offense to it. I mean, whatever. So now who cares? Now there's banter back and forth. Now there's hype. Now they're going to be watching those two race each other the next time. Now the next time they can they can promote it. They can pump it up. You got these two it's like squaring Tanner off. Gray and Erica, right? Yeah. Dude, that I mean that that was our that was probably our biggest rivalry this year was the Tanner Gray Erica thing, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Two great egos going at it, two great drivers going at it, two probably arguably the best in the class right now as far as driving. Yeah. Yep. And it was great for three races and then died off. We got to keep. Yeah, they want that, but then like they don't stay on it. Well, they they want it, but they don't know how to act on it. Right. I think there's a lot of things that are left now. I think that maybe Tanner and Erica from some of the, you know, family members and, and team owners might've got things downplayed like, Hey, let's just get back to, to race our cars. But I think this is, this is, that's an opportunity. Like that's an opportunity that you can't pass up. I mean, message boards were flowing for the, for those races. Right. Everybody was talking about it. Good, bad, or indifferent on both ends. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. I think that back to what we were talking about, hyping up the u.s nationals like that should be the first race of the playoff it's our biggest race of the year like put more emphasis on it and make it the biggest race of the year yeah yeah like indy's a bigger market than reading pennsylvania right people come from all over the world to come to the u.s nationals in indianapolis for sure everybody's there we could have a badass press conference just really hype it up i feel like more people are willing to come to indy to cover it than they're going to go to Maple Grove. Nothing against Maple Grove because I love going there. Yeah, I mean it's a great, great race. I mean there there was some great racing last weekend, but I I think yeah, I mean it's strategic 
marketing and, and, and all that, which, hell, I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass right now. I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, now you say it, I'm worried about Richie getting pissed on this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm a drag well, it's, right, Okay, yeah. so does that mean, like, piss on them all? Like, does that mean, like, you have to, I mean, hey, no offense, Richie, but you got to be in the countdown, I'm going to piss on you? You're not in the countdown, I'm going to piss on you? Yeah. What if you're in Funny Car? Like, I mean, he's not out here to make friends. I mean, you got a lot of RFC people. I saw... I saw a tweet that he put out earlier, all the glory to God. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to pick, you got to pick one or the other, man. See, the thing is like, I love the rivalry, rivalry stuff. And I, I take zero offense to Torrance saying piss on them all. Like whether I'm in the countdown competing against him for a championship or not, like whatever, you know, but it's something out of the ordinary that he said, that's going to, yeah, resonate. I, People are going to talk about it. Absolutely. I look back at you know like a Bazemore force burn down or this or that. Like, and I've thought about it to myself. I I don't have anything against any other top fuel driver right now to the point where I'm going to go out of my way to make a problem uh, or, or yeah, it's run my mouth. Then. Right, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be fake about it. I wish there was rivalry in the sport, but my personality. I'm probably never going to be the guy that tries to stir it up unless someone does something specifically to me. Exactly. And then something may happen, but it the, it might appear to be that our sport's a little more bland than it used to be when Al Hoffman and, and guys like that, and even obviously way back when with Snake and everyone, like that stuff is cool. That stuff is the stuff you go back on YouTube and watch. Yeah, it's what we grew up watching. How do we do that now? You can't be fake about it. How do you make it more intense to where that stuff happens naturally? I don't know. And I think there's a little bit to be said. You know, a lot a lot of those guys back in the day own their own stuff. You yeah. know, so you you have they're uh, not going to get fired. nobody to answer to nobody to answer to. Yeah, I mean, John Force. Let's be honest. John Force can say whatever he wants on the, on the TV. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's got to answer to nobody. Same goes for Torrance. He can say whatever he wants. He's, I mean. You know, as long as his parents approve, then he's good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, certain other people are put in that situation. You might want to kind of watch your p's and q's a little bit more. So you 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 want to kind of brush the line when you're you know doing an interview because you don't want to be a vanilla driver just thinking that you know. I mean, who at the end of the day you have to thank your sponsors because you wouldn't be there if it wasn't if it wasn't for them. Yeah. But if you do it every time, you become that vanilla driver. So you got to kind of think outside the box. You got to talk about other things, but at what point is there a line? And at what point do you cross a line? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, a hard situation for a lot of guys like us or certain other drivers out there that you can't really cross those lines because what if you say something like that and your sponsor gets mad at you or yeah, your team right. owner gets mad at you? Now, now you're out of the out of a driving job potentially, <laughs> you know. Because you ran your mouth. Because you ran your mouth about Mm -hmm. nothing that you had a reason to run your mouth about when you should have just got in there and drove your race car. And, you know, I mean, what are you you really going to gain out of it? Okay, you're going to gain some pros and cons on on message board forums, but it's not like you're going to go viral. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and all of a sudden you have all these endorsement deals and your your brand is huge and and all these other things. So you kind of, you know, you just kind of walk that fine line a little bit. It's funny you mention brands. Like, we keep hearing that a lot. 
lately, right? Like we want to help build your guys' brand. We want to figure out what your brand is. What's your take on like how do we do that? That's a great question. <laughs> I just try because, to build race cars and drive them. I well, don't know. Well, yeah, like I feel like we know like the type of shit that each other's in, but like how do we get that across to people on here or on TV? Because there's really no platform for us to. Although if it did rain like we talked about in Reading, that's when you come by and you do those sit down pieces to figure that kind of stuff out, right? I would think. I mean, that's that. I think that's how you 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 build the brand. I mean, it's all for the brand, right? Like me. I'm into like all sorts of dirt track racing. I love sprint cars. I love motorcycles, Supercross. So I follow Racer X on uh, on Twitter. You know, the Supercross magazine, Motocross magazine. Probably known around the world, right? Yeah. Pretty famous. I used to sub- uh, subscribe to it when I was a kid. I saw they did a story on Danny Thompson. Like, what the hell does he have to do with Supercross and Motocross? Right. But it's cool because he went 400 and some mile an hour, right? And his dad's yeah. car that he rebuilt. And they're like, you know, making a story out of it. Like, they could do a story on one of us if they knew that we're into damn supercross and motocross. Well, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, cross promotion. Yeah. I mean, how about what I was talking to you about earlier today? This morning I flipped on ESPN and they had this little documentary, I don't know, a 15-minute documentary on a guy by the name of Ninja. <laughs> okay. Ninja, right? Mm-hmm. So he, they're talking to him about what he does. What does he do? He does live streaming. Okay, what does he do live streaming on? He plays Fortnite. This guy does live streaming, plays Fortnite, and this guy's out here making seven figures a year off of his live streaming. That's and disgusting. He has en- wow. And he has endorsement deals <laughs> off of this off of this live streaming. So what is what is something I think like a dude plays video games and makes more money than all of us shit yes i mean you know what i mean so let's be honest here like where where is is this all leading to live streaming live streaming how do you get live streaming into the sport how do you live stream what we do i mean obviously there's a there's a big there's a big thing about this right now dude we got part-time access yeah but i don't I don't think that that's a. Uh, I don't. I what? don't. I don't think that's what we're going towards. <laughs> no, you got to pay for it. Oh yeah, I forgot about that minor detail. And then it didn't even work last week in first round, nor the live timing. First race of the playoffs, mind you. Yeah, that's a thing. Like back to me watch or liking sprint cars. I watch Dirt Vision as much as possible. Like. They cover live World of Outlaw events. Guy's name is uh, Ross Weiss. Him and another guy, I think, are in charge of it. So they don't even go to all the events. So the the Outlaw's been on the West Coast for, the I'd say, the last month or so. And they're based out of Charlotte. So it might be 9 o'clock Pacific time, and these guys are still working midnight back here, putting on the live feed for everybody. And it's badass if you ever go in there and watch it. There's commercials. Interviewing people, it's just way better, yeah, than what we're putting out. Well, I just think like the back to that live streaming thing. I mean, this guy's making a flat living off of live streaming. I mean, how do we do that at the races? It's not that hard, right? But I mean, we're we're so limited on on what we're we're so worried about the TV deal, 
Right. Which you know, I mean, which is which is big. It uh, is big. But I But I, you also got to appeal to the younger demographic what they keep saying we need to bring in. It, yeah. Correct. Right? And that I feel like more of them are probably online than they are watching FS1. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it I think it's the the easy keep it simple. Um I think go on to in it like too many too many uh, website addresses like just go nhra.com have have a link have a live stream right. have it where you can just pop on i mean heck right now hop on my phone i'll go to dragraceresults.com i'm going to go watch my car race at the the fall uh fling down in bristol yeah like you just you uh, click on the link and it pops up and and you're watching it and it's got starting line view top end view the announcer going mm-hmm. i mean I forgot about that. Yeah, like say you're just a common fan, not even really a fan. You're just learning about NHRA or you meet one of us. You're like, yeah, I want to watch these guys since I just met them. I'm going to go to NHRA.com just because I think that's where I should be able to go to watch their stuff. And no, it's, that's not where it is. Yeah. How would they know to go NHRA all access and they're going to have to pay? How much is it if you want to watch just one race? Can you buy it per race? I don't know how it works. It's a oh, hundred and something bucks a year, right? Yes, and I don't think they get any. You don't get anything back when it doesn't work, right? No, no. Yeah, see, look, do you check this out? I mean, yeah, you gotta show the camera over there. Yeah, we're 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 live at the the fling right now, live streaming for free, <laughs> right off the website. Heck, Lunds and Fry- Fryburger were live every day of Drag Week. With a live Dude, that, that's the guy who would have all the answers. Is yes, Loans? He Loans. knows about that stuff. <laughs> I think Loans was in here. Loan, I saw him commenting earlier. Come on, Loans, give us a little feedback on this. Yeah, he he knows. Yeah, see, we just like. Dude, he could make a demolition derby or a pinewood derby. Ain't it exciting? <laughs> Dude, he's, like, he he knows what the hell he's talking about. Even if he doesn't, he makes me sound like he knows what he's talking about. Get away with words. Yeah. It's entertaining, too. Absolutely. He gets up for everything. Mm-hmm. All right. You got to stop you watching. You can't run yet? Dude. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm watching the fling, man. I'm, I'm like, inter- Bones, Bones just ran. He just ran to the Vega. Oh. I turned it on at the right time. I had to watch 009581. Hmm. Tighten up. Where? Loans is. Loans. Oh, it's, it's $17 per race. Yeah. Which. Okay, that's not bad, I guess. Yeah. The way I look at these sprint car races that I watch online, it's basically the amount that I would pay to go watch that race. You know what I mean? Like if I wanted to go to Kokomo or whatever. Yeah, a, a ticket, right. Yeah, which I'm features. cool with sitting on the couch and paying 20 bucks to watch a sprint car race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I just think we need – I think what would be cool is to have uh, more, more content on it or more um, accessibility – to other things, not just be limited to, uh, you know, this, this is all I can watch. But what I think is pretty cool is like when you go, um, say on, on like when the masters are, is playing, you go onto the app, you can watch different holes. You can watch, Oh different, yeah. You can watch different groups. Um, you're not limited to. So, um, I wouldn't think it'd be that difficult to have a couple cameras roaming around the pit area, interviewing people, with a live feed going while there's racing going. Yeah, I mean, some some cool stuff, you know, like NASCAR will offer um, in-car in cameras. I mean, you could go uh, – I'm don't. i not 
too familiar with this, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that you could go on and watch the live feeds, watch different in-car cameras. Yeah, I think you used to be able to do that if you still can't. Yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, I mean, how cool would that be, you know, just if you're watching live and then click on the Richie Crampton live in-car camera? I think or it, his pit area where they're tearing it down. Yeah. Yeah, no Yeah. No kidding. Or your pit area when he's welding on your, all your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool things that go on that that I think that we can we can show more to the fan that isn't at the race, where they're not just limited to only on track. Yeah. But I think I think you know having more content is definitely a a cool way to go. Yeah, for sure. There's Michael James, one of the yellow fellas, says they're getting ready here at the shop for St. Louis. I'm not gonna say what they've been doing, but they've been working their ass off the last 24 hours. It wasn't smooth sailing in Reading. I'll put it to you that way. Well, what are they working on? A lot. On your race car? Race car, engines, all kinds of stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to have that thing tip-top shape, man. You're first in the points. Pretty uh, pretty awesome group you got there. Yeah. I, you know I don't know how I'll be able to repay them for what they just <laughs> did. Well, we are going to Vegas in a couple of races. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are. I don't like going to Vegas with you, though. Just... With me, yeah, I'm never there. Oh, <laughs> Shane Langston is though. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yep, Dick hmm. Cramp. Yeah, Dick Cramp's gonna be running and hiding. <laughs> yeah, there there, is, there there was a meme floating around the other day about Richie. Uh-huh. <laughs> you mess up in Vegas one time, <laughs> next minute. Uh. Uh, you know it happens. You just gotta hope that you're not testing on Monday, which most teams are yeah you just know how it's gonna be it really limits your um i wouldn't even say it limits because some people just don't have a limit i think you have to learn your limits yeah so i think you have to test your limits <laughs> you just have to know how to wake up <laughs> you, to, you gotta hear that alarm clock man you have to learn how to set your alarm yeah so what oh wait nhra on twitch so okay i hear all this stuff about twitch do you guys know what twitch is mm-hmm. you don't i only know twitch the freestyle motocross guy oh yeah was it jeremy stenberg yeah yeah what is it i don't know and somebody somebody said oh, something I thought you t- knew no i don't oh. that's why i was saying do you guys know about twitch i they're saying something about on twitch but i know i don't i i hear it a lot i just don't know exactly what it is no i'm not sure what that not, is oh well i didn't know if it was like some sort of like a, a streaming thing or something like that oh i want to get back to something though our social media deal that we have. So there's two girls, right? And they do a good job. They do a good I like job. them. Yeah. We always give them a hard time, but oh, I, yeah, like, no. I like them. But there's only two of them. There should be like five or six of them. Yeah. There should be, I think, one per pro class. And At then one, another one just roaming. Yeah. I, I definitely, like I said, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these uh, organizations, I mean, just absolutely flood your your timelines with nonstop content of you name it you know and I, I there's a there's a lot of a lot of stuff that they do uh leading into the weekend that I, that I'm kind of catching on to now where they're doing all kinds of different uh videos or you know just stuff throughout the year the last couple of races yeah. or, you know there's just a lot of things maybe from the previous year at that event or that race or whatever um but I mean yeah I, I definitely think you know, with at the at the meeting um, from one, what our staffers had told us when they went to that meeting that they said like that 
this social media is is big. I mean, this is the next. It's the way of the future. You you, you got to Yeah, you got to You got to flood. You got to flood it right now, man. With everybody, not just certain personalities in the sport, with all the personalities in the sport. Uh, that's not really what I took out of that meeting, or well, no, basically what, what the staffer said. Well, no, that that's that's what what I'm saying. Oh yeah, is, yeah, yeah, is yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, just yeah, limit. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, not just select personalities. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm with. I you. mean, there's there's a lot of personalities in it. I mean, shit, you got, you know, I mean, shit, Richie and 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 Yanni. I mean, what they did, like, dude, that's how a big cool deal. Dude, I tell you what, if I was if I was with NHRA and I saw what what they did, I'd be I'd like, have sent a person with them. Dude, bring bring that to the track. Like we got, we need that at the midway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, that's a good story. Like I'd have sent somebody not in that car with them, but follow them. Well, yeah, we're, like all this my journey stuff. Like we're <sighs> don't get me going on that. Like you, yeah, dude, how cool would that have been? Like you guys, you guys do like a whole feature. I mean, I know you guys are busy, so. But at least while you're driving, you could like radio in and and do an interview or something. <laughs> they could have went to the shop and saw it being you know worked on. Yeah. The mad thrash they had to get to Atlanta. That would have been awesome. <laughs> follow <laughs> Richie and follow those Dude, two if, from wherever they were back here to Reading. Like that's what you guys should have done on that whole deal. Like had had someone there doing like a full documentary well, on, on you know, the, the whole building. We everything. talked about it the whole time, and and honestly, on our side of things, like. We were so pressed to get it done in time that we didn't even know if we were going to, you know, get it done to to warrant having someone come follow us and do the whole thing because it was kind of last minute. But, you know, next year, I mean, I think we proved that there's something here to show some people that might be interested to watch what we do or whatnot. So next year, absolutely. You know, if, if they didn't, whoever they are, or if it's on us for not organizing it, for having someone come follow us, well, it's probably because of our lack of preparation. But next year, there'll be no excuses because it should be pretty interesting, I'd so say. So how are you going to up it next year? Dude, maybe one of our staffers will go cover it. We'll have to talk to them. <laughs> next year, you guys have got to come do it too. Yeah, and well, maybe we could bring our staffers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we can't build a car. You're, you're right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Put some drag radials on your Tundra or your Sequoia and come and do I, it. I, I want, mean, it's just fun to be a part of it. It's got to be a hot ride. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I watch, I watch what, what Richie does and, like, dude, you're what you do fabricating and, like, <laughs> I mean, way out of my element. I'm I'm still on, like— You're saying you can't burn some rod? Dude, no. What, I, what I'm saying is, like, if you were to put this back into the day when they had, like, the race car models, like— I'm still on the stage two kids. He's on like stage five. Like, I'm just like, if you can snap it together, I'm in. Hmm. We can work on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I would love to do it. I would just want to go follow it along. I think that'd be the cool part. Dude, we drink should drink beer with him at night. We should do like, we should have a trail car next year. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about for our staff. Oh, like loans yes. and Freiburger. Like they get a, new car from their sponsor and they beat beat it down the drag strip and then drive Dude. it with the air conditioning on to the next place i mean they, this is a toyota they, deal they do it right <laughs> they get to go have a nice dinner and maybe a beer at the next event you know wake up in the morning go to the track we're working on our stuff till it's dark and driving through the night to get to the next <laughs> place but that's what makes it fun for us but uh, this is i mean i i can hold a flashlight for you guys if you need it <laughs> No, we're not allowed to have any help. You yeah, you just observe. Oh, like you crack a beer open for you them. You can heckle us from the from afar. Well, we're good at that. 
I mean, we can we got the the shit talking figured out. I like what Stephanie said. Drag week in a Winnebago. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Huh. Dude. I don't think you could put like a blown alcohol motor in a Winnebago. No, though. not just that's our support vehicle. No, fun. we'll race that thing, dude. I want to race something. You ever cool. seen a Winnebago put it on wheelie bars? <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. I'm just saying. It need like four blown hemis in it. <laughs> Look like a tractor pull. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Hell yeah, man. That'd be cool shit. What else you got written down over there? Anything good? Dude, oh, you talk about the fantasy winner. Oh, yeah. Chip Hemming won the fantasy deal. He's a DHR guy, and he was in Reading and got a T-shirt there. And he won oh, he, a T-shirt after the race. Oh, so he he donated to the show and then got a T-shirt yeah. for donating. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. And then he won a T-shirt for winning the fantasy. Right. So his donation would be going to a good cause. Dude. That's awesome. So now he's got a backup shirt. Yeah. Sweet. So, well, you got his contact info there. Right? I do. Okay. So, right. Chip, your shirt will be going out this week, and congratulations. Did he pick you? I don't know. I wonder who he picked. I don't think Alton said who the picks were, but he just said that that guy won. Pretty solid. So, oh. get your picks in for St. Louis this week. Yeah. We got St. Louis coming up this weekend. Uh, so get your picks in. You can win either you choose t-shirt yeah, or, or hat. hat. Go to com. Get your picks in. So uh, yeah, bring it up to St. Louis, dude. We got St. Louis, man. I like St. Louis. I love St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Weather might be a little iffy though this weekend. I saw it's gonna be hot. I think chance of rain every day. Yeah, but you know, I mean, St. Louis isn't this where Milliken went sixty three last year. Did he Friday night? Maybe. I think, yeah, it, I think yeah. so. That's right, dude. This <clears throat> this track's fast. I like it there because Chris Blair is a good dude. Awesome. Oh yeah. Like he's he does stopped. a yeah they're he does a it. great job of promoting the event, getting it out there, and he's been putting stuff on social media. The Pro- last oh. the last day. Oh, promoting the event. Promoting the second countdown race, the importance of it. Wow, that's pretty cool of him. I thought so. That's... And they're making emojis for it. Dude, that's the coolest thing. NASCAR did that. And they're going to come by and get with all the team's marketing members and staff and help them. Oh, that's awesome. He's going above and beyond. What a, What about, oh, like Lone said, what about, uh, we'll do Nomex Effect ponchos. Man, you can't be pissing on the Nomex Effect. <laughs> No, it's for it's gonna rain next weekend. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. my bad. <laughs> it's fifty fifty percent chance of rain. Fifty percent chance. You of, piss on the Nomex effect. That ain't cool. Well, it's fifty percent chance of rain. Fifty percent chance of piss. I mean, you don't you don't know what's coming your way next weekend. <laughs> Keep your head on a swivel. <laughs> you better. I'm telling you, dragster guys, better watch your ass. Be some R. Kelly out there. Glad I'm out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Too far. Uh, We'll be good. (laughs) We're going to get Dougie some wins, round wins here. Yeah, man. What about yourself? Well, that'll come, of course. 
uh, for Craftsman and everyone. How good's my Craftsman dragster look? It looks good. badass, dude. So awesome. someone put a picture online today of it riffing it, reading. It was like that was like I'm gonna frame that picture. The Blackbeard did it right. Uh, the design. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's flat a, black. He's a badass. Cool. Yep, Sean. His name's Sean. At Blackbeard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean <laughs> Kane. Uh huh. I think he designed your car. Yeah, dude, he does. He does awesome work, man. Yeah. Like. I mean, but yeah, the Craftsman car—that's a—that's a cool deal. I mean, it, so what can you what can you say about it for next year? Uh, nothing, because I don't know anything. Well, I mean, I know you're not allowed to. I just had to say that because we're media now. <laughs> right. That's part of the media. Give handbook. us give us a hint. Uh, we won't tell anybody. That a, a hint about something that I know nothing about. There's yeah. only like ten people listening. Anyway. Uh, good, good, good. An- yeah, good answer, Richie. <laughs> that's what I would say too. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, you got, you got a. Uh, what do you are you gonna have that on for the rest of the year? Yeah, we're finishing up the year with them, so it's pretty cool. Got to go hang out with uh, Eric Jones and. Oh Mike yeah, Bruce. I forgot about that. How was that? When we launched. Uh, it was awesome. Them guys are cool as hell. They they had a lot of fun. Uh, we went to um, Baltimore for the launch, and we had a good time racing go karts. Tried to destroy the go karts, bashing into one another for. For a few laps, but um, pretty cool to be a part of something with those guys too. You know, it's funny because Eric Jones and me, he did his rookie kind of media training when I did mine. He was still in high school. I was thirty four years old <laughs> <laughs> back in two thousand fourteen. But uh, it's fu- it's funny that it's come full circle with with Eric Jones. He's a cool guy and massive future, of course, in in NASCAR. What he does, so cool to have him uh, flying the flag on that side of things, but. Fun to be a part of such a big brand like Craftsman. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I mean they've been around day one. It seems like, mm-hmm. and what? like so, people for those that might not know, like it's not like they're butting heads against Mac Tools, right? Like it's all under one big umbrella now with the uh, Stanley yeah. Black and Decker, Stanley right? Black and Decker. Yeah, of course, because you have, you know, just like everyone can go to Lowe's or Ace Hardware and get Craftsman tools. Well, Mac Tools is more of a tool truck going to service centers and workshops and, and your hardcore guys two different kind of markets there so luckily it's working out good for for us but uh man it'd be good to see dougie get up the pointy end of this deal this year and we'll that's what i'm saying it. yeah dude he we were talking about that last week dougie get getting him man he needs a championship i mean he, he's in what is he now sixth i don't know i, th- I think yeah. uh, i'll have to look i think he i think he moved up or moved whatever which way to sixth um yeah sixth so 116 out of the lead i mean that's not five races to go plus you got pomona points and a half i mean that's dude it's still a long way to go five races is a long way especially the last five i mean five in the middle of the year is long but the last five a lot can happen a lot can happen it usually does and it's always it always seems like just every year you have like that little bit of a Cinderella story. The person comes up from, you know, whatever position down and starts making the way up. And, and then you have the one team that's been dominating kind of folds up a little bit, buckles under the pressure. I mean, there's, there's always the cool stuff like the last couple races, and that's, what's always fun. Like I, you Makes know, it interesting. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, back, I think, I think the playoffs thing is awesome because I mean, Back what twenty years ago that it just it'd be over by now. It'd be over by now. Some classes, yeah. And so, what kind of hype 
can you have for the last couple of races? I mean, there's really not a lot. Like, yeah, you go and you watch racing because you love the sport. But I think with the playoff thing, I think it just brings this whole new element. And I think that it really it starts to show the good drivers. And I think it starts to show the good teams because mm-hmm. these are the, the, the crunch time situations. And there's people that know how to handle pressure and there's people that don't. And I think it's really cool to see the people that do. And, I mean, it sucks for the people that don't, but they learn. Right. And they learn from it and they come back the next year and they're better. So it's kind of cool to see some people excel in those situations. And it's cool to see some people learn in those situations. But it's it's bitching for those six races, man. I mean, it's you're 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 always watching of who's racing who, who could potentially race who, mm-hmm. you know, what are the little points? How does this work out? What if this happens? The scenarios. And I think that's that's the cool thing is the scenarios is and again, going back to building up the hype. Absolutely. Do you guys think about points like this time of year? Like, are you like when you're racing, do you like, well, if this happened, blah, blah, blah. Like guy asked me that when I did that interview downtown today, he's like, are you really thinking about the points and this? And I'm like, yeah, I knew that when Courtney lost, like we could make up some ground on her. Of course I'm thinking about that. Yeah. But it's not like you're sitting in the car like, oh, I got to do this and that and shit's got to fall this way. But any driver that says or not think about, it, I feel like is lying. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I feel like that you you may not know the detail to to the point exactly, but you know of, you're aware. You, there's yeah. certain people that you kind of follow, and you I I feel like me, and I mean, you guys can you know explain your sides too, but I feel like me there's people that you're watching throughout the weekend because it's like okay, if I have a good weekend, this is potentially where I can get to. If I have a bad weekend, these are the people I got to watch out for. And in the scenarios, you start watching the people that you're kind of keeping up with. And as they fall or they go, you kind of, you know, understand the situation of where you could potentially go. But I think that's all part of like the, the competitiveness is being like you know, as being a driver that you, you got to know. I mean, that's what you're out here for, right? That's yeah. why you got to get up some rounds more than others. Right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I know, you know, Richie, you've you've been in positions where you've been high up in the standings, you know I mean? Do yeah. you feel like you kind of follow it or do you feel like you kind of just. Anyone that says that you just, you know, the points will take care of themselves is kind of like a common saying, but don't worry about it. Just do your thing. I, I was always looking kind of between rounds, kind of trying to figure out where we, where we are. And I think that's just natural to kind of follow where you're at. I can't not look and, you know, try and try and keep an eye on things. But um, I don't think it changed what I did. I knew that I had to win round wins to, you know, do better than the next guy or whatever. And, the, you know, I think the the best I finished was in 2015. We finished third. <clears throat> and it, But that was in Pomona. We made that ground at Pomona at the finals and stuff. But, um, yeah, you, at the end of the day, you need round, win, round wins and, and the points will be what they will be. But I'm watching in qualifying. Oh, yeah. You want every point you can get in qualifying. Yeah, absolutely. I, for me, like, I thoroughly enjoy walking into a racetrack with, like, gut-wrenched up. I don't know what it is. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a weird individual. But, like, the the fact that, the like, pressure. I can, I can like, build up the pressure on myself so much that, like, I get – I force myself to get nervous because for some reason I feed off of that. That happened to me last week. Like, I was nervous. Right. But but I think you you feed off of it right, and then I think you you know you you thrive from that though because it's those are the situations that you've waited the whole year for. But 
you know, I, I, I feel like if you kind of go in and you're just like, ah, you know, I don't know. I didn't look at the points. It don't really matter. I feel like you don't want to be nervous. Right. Right. Because I feel like you, you don't want to know because you don't want to. Not trying to psych yourself you out. Don't, you don't want to psych yourself out. You don't want to, you know, you kind of get superstitious and I don't want to do this and this. Like, you know, I guess I'm the opposite on that. Like if, if I ever get, you, you get to those points as a, you know, when you're driving like, oh man, I, I put the dang glove on the wrong hand first. <laughs> and I mean, I think we've all done that. Right. Yeah. But like sometimes like when I do stuff like that, I'm like, nope, I'm doing it. And I'll do that just because I don't want to get superstitious. Right. When yeah. I, I try to counteract routine. that. Yeah. Because then it's like, I feel like if you get in a rush situation and then you kind of lose where you're at and your, your, your mind starts going, you're like, Oh man, I just messed that up. I'm screwed. <laughs> I messed up my knows. routine. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well go home now. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, you know, there's so much in the sport that's mental when you're driving a race car that it's like, you have to be able to be mentally fit and, if you start, it's it's all positive thoughts when you get in a race car. As soon as you start thinking negative thoughts, it's all over. Basically, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm I'm messed up, so I'm <laughs> maybe maybe I'm wrong. I agree with all that. All right, I'm taking a timeout. Oh, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go check check on the snakes outside. <laughs> Luke wants to know how's Kiki. Who the hell is Kiki? Is that your cat? No, it's Drake. Your cat's name's Drake? No. This is song. Why is he asking that? I don't know. Luke's... Do you like that song? Luke's... I know. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, have you, have you done the... No, I don't even thing? know how it goes. I hate seeing them videos. Except for when the people get run over. I think that's funny. <laughs> they... they Dude, car did, just plows them. Did you see the one with the girl there in that car wash? And she had the door open. She got outside and did it, and the thing hit the door and peeled it back. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's funny. <laughs> Otherwise, that stuff's stupid. I'm tired uh, of seeing it. I remember the first one I saw. It was actually a, um, the guy from Barstool, uh, Dave Portnoy. And I, I, I saw Oh, the, yeah, I saw that. I, I was, was kind of disappointed in him. Yeah, and, you know... Because I, I, I watch a lot of his stuff. I think his stuff's hilarious when he does all his pizza reviews and right. and all that. So I'm thinking, like, all right, what is this? And I check it out. It's like, man, this Kiki, like, Kiki, do you love me thing? And I'm thinking, like, A, who the hell's singing this song? And B, like, why the hell would you get out of a perfectly fine car and dance alongside of it? Like, possibilities of are endless of how this could go wrong. And a lot of times it does. And then it... the. Yeah, so then the videos start rolling in of of people getting hit, people falling. Pe- and, okay, now it's funny. <laughs> now I get it. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a uh, – someone said, how about Cam McMillan? So I guess he made his first passes last weekend in a junior dragster. Dude, did I see that he got the make runs at uh, in Reading? Yeah. yeah. That was cool. They were parked right in front of us. I saw him over there. Hey, man, how's that junior dragster? Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I I mean, it, he's got to be, what, five or six? Six, seven? I would say five tops. Yeah, so, I mean, how cool would that be? That's I, that's awesome. I can't imagine me being five racing a junior dragster. It just seems like I wouldn't know what to do back then. Yeah, that I mean, that's a, that's a pretty young age, but... Like, I was I nervous mean, at 10. Dude, yeah. But at five years old, like, you're racing... 
on an NHRA national event track. Yeah, that's in, way cool. In between the semis and the final. He'll look back on that one day like, whoa. Yeah. Dude, that, oh, that's, that's, that's so cool, man. Speaking of juniors, I've noticed somebody that's been logging in here lately is Dustin Lee. Dude. When I was a kid, Dustin Lee and Josh Lee were like two of the baddest dudes on the West Coast. Josh Lee drove a Rich Howe's car. What mm. was it? The Hired Gun or something like that? Yeah. That thing was awesome. Yeah, no, I remember that because he kicked my ass every weekend. <laughs> that thing was awesome. Yeah. And they, yeah, they had the uh, Jimmy Stevens. Uh, yes, like out. like he was like Jimmy Stevens' main guy. Yeah, and the, like, dude, the, the the crazy thing like growing up was, uh, yeah, I mean those guys. I mean Dustin, you know, he still races a little bit. Um, uh, top dragster now, a little bit of complimentator. Josh Lee raced a little complimentator, but like growing up racing juniors with those guys and. And like Sean Bellamir, he just won alcohol funny car again. Yeah, he's crushing him. Yeah, and uh, Del Cox, you know, won uh, uh, IHRA championship a while ago. And uh, Shane Westerfield, alcohol like it was. It was a crazy era that we raced in in, in Southern California with with some of these guys. And it, I mean, it, dude, it's badass. But to start them out, like. Yeah, five years old. Man. <laughs> I mean, I was 11, and I was scared going like 38 miles an hour my first Dude, time. Dude, you start at five years old. By the time he's like getting his driver's license, it'll be crushing people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you have 10 years under your belt before you ever start driving a vehicle. I mean, hell, I, I, you know. I mean, you, you understand it where I don't think you're going to have an issue getting your driver's license. Right, yeah. Like, they should give them to you at 12. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> how, how did you get your start, Richie? Uh, so I, I, I would have absolutely been in a junior dragster in Australia if they had it at the time. I think I probably just missed that window by a year or two to where my parents actually got me into go-kart racing. So I raced asphalt, go-karts, you know, uh, KT100, Yamaha, non-gearbox, uh, you know, on road courses around our local area and, you know, surrounding states. So I think I was around 10 years old. Uh, I raced them till I was 14 and you know, there's there's people that were racing, just like you say, around that era when you guys were racing junior dragsters over here. Well, a lot of the guys I was racing with went on to race V8 supercar and go to Europe and all kinds of stuff like that in Australia too. So it's pretty cool. I I never uh, I didn't actually drag race till I was 16 though when I got my driver's license. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that car know. that you started out in was pretty cool, also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a. My parents gave me a car when I was 15. It was like going to be my first car and. We ended up making a, a drag car out of it, so that was pretty cool. But definitely learned a lot, though. You know, as a kid, driving go karts and and learning how to race in the rain and turn corners, and I think it made me a better driver when I got my driver's license on the regular road. You know, well, just understanding, yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah, absolutely, having a ha, having a seat of the pants feel, yeah, before you ever get into a car, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's why I think that's that's an awesome deal. It's pretty cool, like you're talking about Bellamore and Westerfield and everyone, like maybe Cameron Fair. There's a bunch of young drivers yeah, that, yeah, Cameron, like, yeah. what's the next generation? You know, I feel yeah, pretty lucky it. that I'm driving with you guys, and I look back, and there was, like, the Dixon days and stuff like that. And to be part of what we're doing now is awesome, but what's next? And when's this going to become a young man's sport like most other motorsports are? I mean, it doesn't have to, young man or woman, I should say, but... <laughs> Um, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty exciting. You know, them guys are, 
in the sportsman classes are bad to the bone, man. I'm glad that we're not running against them. Yeah. Like, Bellamere, like, kills people on the starting line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Westerfield just goes to the lake with his damn flat bottom every week, goes drag racing on the side, mm-hmm. and wins championships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's that good. Yep. <laughs> no yep. Like, he lives, the, he lives the life. That's That doesn't suck, I'll tell you that. Either way, you're, you know, either way you're drinking on the weekend. Right, yeah. He's always, like, posting pics or videos. Yeah, I'm at the lake having a course light on my flat bottom while everybody else is out racing. Like, when, when does he show up and win the championship? When he wants. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, dude, that's like straight honey badger status. Right. <laughs> like, I do what I want. Right. Come get some. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, other guys. I mean, like, I was actually looking at the points this morning, and I didn't – and I, I kind of knew, but I didn't really realize, but, like, Justin Lamb, who – Won uh, stock and super stock last year. Won both championships, right? <laughs> so this year, I he had said that he wasn't going to follow chase the, points. Chase points. He's just going to do some national events. And then I click on the points today, and I'm like, oh, super stock, uh, first place, Justin Lamb. <laughs> oh, stock eliminator, first place, Justin Lamb. So when you part-time race, but you still win, that's what happens? Yeah. Like, at what point can we just go part-time? I don't want to go part-time, but that's still, like, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think he just actually actually came out and and had a good season and then decided, like, all right, well, I'm going to start going to some divisionals. Oh, shit, I got to keep racing. Yeah, like, (laughs) damn it, I'm not going to kill this losing streak. (laughs) Yeah. Good problem to have. Man, I'll tell you, some people just have all the luck <laughs> and skill. <laughs> I mean, it's not all – you got to have luck, but – They some, they have a lot of skill. I I think I think at some point, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just – that's badass, man. Who uh, Who's leading alcohol dragster since you're looking at all that stuff? Um, alcohol dragster, Sean Cowie. Whoa. Yeah. He's got six nationals, six divisionals. So when I – since they've changed to this regional thing, I don't get it's it. It's kind of confusing. I don't like, get it either. It used to be six nationals, eight divisionals, but now they have this regional thing, and it's like three divisionals and eight or six na- I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, so anyways, uh, Sean Cowie, uh, first place. Troy Coughlin, second, he moved second Whoa. place. Wow. Yeah. So he's uh, 54 points behind, and then uh, Joey Severance. That's the guy you always have to watch out for. Yeah, so he's, he's like another Westerfield. Right. So, yeah, so he's got six nationals, five divisionals, but I don't know what that means, but he's he's 75 <laughs> points behind. So that's basically like 95 to win and then 30 to first round. I don't know. I Don't ask me. So, yeah, but I don't know on the divisional side what all that means. So Maybe I, Flapper could tell you. He's on here watching. Flapper, what's up? But Harum, that's cool that uh, TJ won. I think that's his first national event win. That's a good car that he's in, too. Yeah, Dude, yeah. Rich McPhillips. Yeah, guys are those cool guys dudes. are way cool. Yep. Good to see him in the winner's circle. Yes, sir. That's their home race, too, I think, isn't it? About the closest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Well, here, I'm trying to look. This points thing is ridiculous. I'm trying to find them on the points thing. Okay, here we go. So, yeah, this is the first national. Uh, he's got two. Two divisional, three divisional wins. TJ. TJ, yeah. So, 
I don't know. They got these points things where they got everything intermixed. Trying to figure it out. It's a little confusing. <laughs> that's that's another show topic. That's next week. All right. Well, hell. I think we got about, uh, I don't know, Crampton. I think Crampton is done with his beer. Crampton <laughs> looks tired, and I think we need to end the show. Staff's waiting on him. Tell put, tell Honey Boo Boo you love her. Put the kids to bed, man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> never hey, you better him. you better bring home another cocktail for that, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a long few weeks. Well, At least yeah. we got a break coming up. I don't know about you. A week off for you really doesn't mean anything. Yeah, well, it does. It's, it'd be good. <laughs> Do some yard work, maybe. I don't know. Steph's been doing all Do that all the honeydews? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You have a lot what of honey. What are you going to do? You're going to go race anyway? Yeah. Uh. I'm going to go race. Um, so, yeah, we go St. Louis, and then I'm going to go uh, Huntsville bracket race. And then we go two in a row, Charlotte, Dallas. Then I go to the Million. And then mm-hmm. we go to Vegas. And then I'll go to the SFG race down in Georgia. Oh, so you're not too busy. And then we go to Pomona, and then I'll go to the Memphis 50 grander. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, sh- what else are we going to do? Got a few spare days in their schedule there. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Jay? Are you still talking about driving a nostalgia funny car at some point? Or? Um, well, there was a chance after Indy, and then that got nixed. And then there's the hot rod reunion, but I don't know, especially with the countdown. The countdown yeah. makes it tough, so maybe we can – try and put something together for uh the march meet it's usually when caps and all those guys go and drive i think that'd be fun yeah that's cool cool stuff for sure yeah dude, that's something I've, I've i've actually never been have you guys been yeah i went three years ago to uh the hot rod reunion it's awesome like so there's like a little compound where pat galvin and snake and all those guys have their motorhome set up and they'll be probably at least 50 legends just sitting around <laughs> drinking bullshitting telling the most awesome stories you've ever heard yeah like i i f- i kind of feel like when i get into a group setting and people start asking about like oh, racing and well you know like i feel like i'm boring because right. i get into a setting when i like talk to snake or you talk to like a lot of these legends are like ace or all these guys and and connie like you could sit there and talk to them for hours because they got all these crazy ass stories right. from back in the day, and then it's like you know people ask me like oh so what's like the craziest thing you did last weekend? <laughs> well, <laughs> I uh, raced and then I packed my parachutes and then I went back to the room. Like yeah, they're talking about kicking somebody's ass literally. Yeah, right. like they're like no, we went out, we were drinking, and we were we yeah. fought this guy in the parking lot, and and I'm like yeah, no, I I was I went to bed by like nine thirty. <laughs> And uh, got up at 8.30 and got breakfast and went back out to the track. <laughs> yeah. Different time, like we, we got it. We, yeah. <laughs> we need to we need to start spicing this up. But it's hard when you're like. What do you want to do? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> what do you want to do? We'll save it for Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can tell some of them stories, but not really. See, like they can tell them stories now because they're not working. Yeah, exactly. I, I, that's kinda... maybe someday you can go to the reunion. Like, yeah, well, this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you kind of yeah. There's some stories that you kind of you kind of feel at this point. Like, I need to kind of take it to the grave at this point because I you feel just gotta like, wait for some people to die. I feel like if 
if these some of these stories got out, like people would probably frown on, on me for for some things. I might lose my job, probably you know. But they they might get mad. But I think in those situations, when you get older and you tell, oh yeah, back in the day, like oh yeah, you could definitely spice it up and and give the full truth of the stories. But I feel like they're still not as cool as all the legend stories, though. Oh no, their their stories are great. Because like you got like one good story, they got like a hundred. Yeah. Oh, and and it's yeah. I mean, if you you can never actually get into a, a story telling contest like because they're top this, they'll get you on like the second story. Right. I mean, you got nothing for it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that time that I went, like Snake, there was like probably at least ten of them just sitting around telling stories, and I was in tears the whole time. Yeah, I mean, like this one, like we ran over a scooter and burned our rental car to the to the ground. Well, the- I didn't do any of that, but well, I, I witnessed. I witnessed all of it. I witnessed it too, and I was extremely <laughs> pissed because we just got them pit bikes. Like, yeah, these things are awesome. I can't wait to rip these things this year. Nope, that lasted all of one night. Mm-hmm. Did did when Nikki was on the show after Indy? Did you have him tell the story? I don't. You can't ask me questions like that. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll talk about. We'll get. We'll to have that, to go though. back in the archives and go back through. We'll the- have them on again and tell some funny ass stories. <laughs> all right, just we weren't really prepared after Andy. <laughs> Our uh, production team was like not on top of their game. It had been a hot day. At the yeah, like I had to get in their ass the next day. Like, what were you guys doing? Like, <laughs> be prepared next time. Yeah, we're gonna have to. So talk we to had them. a staff meeting. We got it worked out. Yeah, we're gonna have to <laughs> talk to, to our staff about that. that yeah, was, that was piss poor. It was un. Unacceptable. They needed their ponchos on. Yeah, yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> All right. uh, hell. All right, we're going to wrap this up. I, or Richie's going to need another beer for this one. I mean, That's water. all I got. Water. water. Yeah, yeah Richie. With barley and hops. All right, well, sweet. Let's, uh, let's, yeah, we'll wrap this up. But uh, make sure, log on to nomexeffect.com, get your picks in for next weekend. You can win a hat or a shirt. Uh, hell, get on to uh, Richie. Sell your stuff, man. Wait, 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 uh, go on to your – when are you going to get your next order? Go to his Twitter account. Yeah, uh, yeah. give us a week or so, but at Richie Crampton or at Johnny Lindbergh, you'll find it. All right, yeah, so Maybe. go on there and then uh, fill out fill out all the stuff. Buy their T-shirts. The Shitbox shit box of Doom. Shitbox of Doom. Coolest car in drag racing. Freaking way cool, man. Yeah, so uh, – Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, we got St. Louis this coming weekend. Um, I don't know. We're talking about potentially bringing some stuff out. We're, we're eventually going to get the stuff out to the racetrack so we could do some more interviews at the track. And We keep saying that. We also keep saying we're going to call people. We got our first guest on. We got our guest. Whoa. Boom. Baby steps. Yeah. I mean, we're only 10 episodes into this shit show. Like, give it time. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm 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 thinking we're we're gonna get a lot better on this. So, we are. We got yes. all winter. Yes, to and, do the real stuff. Uh, we'll we'll make sure that we have our social media staff uh, in in uh, St. Louis to update you guys if there's any big updates. Um, <laughs> so, we'll. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, cool. I think I don't know, we had a pretty good show. Yeah, we did. R- Richie saved our ass, man. Thanks for cool. tuning in on the evening edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah thank thanks you. for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I mean, I'm honored. First real guest? Yes. Uh, yeah. How about First that? one. Yes. We'll have you back it's, if you'll come back. I'll, I'll be here. We'll, def- we'll definitely do more. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you.